0: Welcome to Lessons with Lion, a marketing and ideas podcast for African pioneers who want to build a fruitful Africa for all of her citizens. On Lessons with Lion, we believe that the only barrier between you and success is your state of mind and how seriously you take marketing. I'm your host, Lebo Lion, a young entrepreneur and marketing maverick who's had enough failed businesses to know what not to do. I'm also a co-founder at Lucha Africa, editor of FCF magazine, and I've helped over 100 small businesses and entrepreneurs achieve their organizational goals. Lion is where you're supposed to be. When I thought about doing a podcast about growth strategies, I really didn't think about what a mammoth task it would be and how important, really, it is to have a good grip and a good understanding of what growth strategies are and what they mean to a business. For me, it's incredibly important for all of us to consider growth strategies and to learn how to implement them. Because as a young black woman in South Africa and on the African continent, I want to see more black people, especially black women, owning what they do, but being able to take what they own and what they do and pass it on to their children and their grandchildren. Africa doesn't have a big legacy, a big current legacy, of or history of black families passing on wealth to each other because of a lot of environmental, political, economic, etc. issues that have pushed us into poverty and made, made us the face of poverty. So this podcast is incredibly important to me because I really want to help entrepreneurs who are visionaries and who believe in the continent and who believe in black wealth and black success. And I want to help them transform their businesses and see that there is a way to take it from 10,000 rands today to a billion dollars in 20 years or even less. And for their children to be able to benefit from those businesses and create employment and impact communities and make a big difference. So that's why this podcast is important to me, and that's why I want all of you to listen to it with a really thoughtful ear and think about your business as I'm talking. Think about why you started your business, where you wanted to go, and what the growth strategies can do for you and think about you know maybe this podcast might teach you that maybe you don't want to grow your business maybe you're not doing what you love and if that's true that's okay just accept it move on decide what you want to do and keep it moving that's the point don't judge yourself Uh you're supposed to be Let's talk about The Body Shop. You know, the natural ingredients skincare brand? Anita Roderick, founder of The Body Shop, opened her first The Body Shop store by getting a $6,800 bank loan in 1977 and she started selling skincare products that she and her daughters made at home using unique and natural ingredients like rose water, charcoal and strawberries. Based on 2016 figures, the body shop operates franchises in close to 3000 locations worldwide and remains to be one of the biggest recognizable brands in specialty skincare even after its acquisition by L'Oreal in 2006. The Body Shop, and most big businesses like it, started out small in the past. They weren't always the industry heavyweights that they are at present. At one point, they were also classified as small businesses. And let's be frank, in reality, only a handful of small businesses actually grow to join the ranks of the Body Shop. So it's incredibly difficult to break through the ceiling and join the one percentile of businesses that make it over a long period of time. And the real question is, how did businesses like The Body Shop break through and change and charge ahead of their contemporaries? The likeliest answer to me, aside from determination and good business practices, is the application of business growth strategies. A business growth strategy is an implementable growth plan that helps your business grow in different ways. Market penetration is probably the first, almost default option of small businesses hoping to grow and expand their operations. This works based in a scenario where there are no new products and there are no new markets to enter. Left with no choice, the small business will then look at what it has currently, right where it is currently. That means the focus will be on the current products or services in the current market. It's pretty straightforward. The small business will market its existing product or services in the same market it is in, with the aim of increasing its market share. Not only will this appeal to your current customers, it will also catch the attention of the users in the market that were initially unaware of your product, brand or company. Not only will this appeal to your current customers, it will also catch the attention of the users in the market that were initially unaware of your product or brand. So let's delve into a few market penetration strategies that businesses use to help themselves grow. The first market penetration strategy is 1. Reducing the selling price of the product or service with the intention of attracting customers with the lower price. This works best in a market with very little differentiation. This means it works best when you and your competitors are basically offering the same standard product. For example, tissue. Most tissue brands offer the same product of the same-ish quality, but the provider who offers the lowest price compared to his or her competitors will attract more customers or encourage more sales with existing customers. This works best in a market with very little differentiation. This means it works best when you and your competitors are basically offering the same standard products. For example, tissue. Most tissue brands offer the same product of the same quality, but the provider who offers the lowest price compared to his or her competitors will attract more customers or encourage more sales with existing customers. 2. Increasing promotions for products or services to improve their pull strategy. Let me repeat that again. 2. Increasing promotions for products or services to improve their pull strategy. Aside from both conventional and non-conventional forms of advertising, small businesses can also employ other means to attract customers. For example... A special offer or a special promotional events offering trade and sales discounts, rebates, and similar schemes. If I have to give you an example, think of rewards cards, for instance, the Woolies rewards card, the Clicks rewards card, the Pick and Pay rewards card, where you buy, you purchase their products, and when you pay the till, you get a percentage of what you paid back in rewards points. Not only Do these kinds of tactics work and appeal to your current customers? They also catch the attention of the users in the market that were initially unaware of your product, brand or company. And another example that we can use is Roman's Pizza, for for example. They constantly have different specials and discounted prices for their family meals and for their lunch meals, which gives them a real competitive edge in the South African fast food market. 3. Expanding distribution channels to widen your reach. A distribution channel is basically the route or the way that you would get your product or your service to the customer. Usually this is done by looking for more distributors, retailers and dealers, making the distribution channel wider. Small businesses should also consider entering into partnerships with these major channel players and nurturing the relationship so they will want to continue working with you in the future. A wider and more stable distribution channel means greater chances of reaching your customers and staking a claim on a bigger market share. And I just have to make a note about this. When we say market share in marketing, we mean the number of customers that you have, the number of people who are buying from you, and the number of people who are working with you, either solely or in collaboration with other people. So a market share is the number of customers you have, the number of players or stakeholders in the ecosystem that cater to you or buy from you. For example, the more popular grocery stores that DJ Spoo puts more fire in, the higher the likelihood of people seeing and possibly buying more fire. The higher the likelihood of new customers seeing and buying more fire. Four, effecting improvement on the product. You can encourage more people to buy your product if you're able to improve on its existing features, or find alternative uses for it. However, in many cases, there's usually no need to actually do any changes to the product. A change in packaging and an assertion and advertising about the new and improved products is often enough to attract the attention of customers. Another market penetration growth strategy that isn't very popular because it's so difficult, is zeroing in on the competition's customers and distribution channels. Naturally, if small businesses can win over the customers of their competitors to their side, they will gain a larger market share and make their rivals smaller. It's a kind of striking two birds with one stone strategy. In this strategy, the efforts are focused specifically on the customers of the competitors but it also extends to the dealers, retailers, and distribution currently working with the competitor. If you can offer them a deal better than what they were currently getting from their partnership with the competitor, then they may consider jumping ship. For example, if you think of the rivalry between Harriet Cosa and Gracious Mabuza and Diamond in the Queen, all three of them are drug dealing families and they're competing for the same Clients in the same market which would be Tembisa. The clients are few practically fixed but they're incredibly lucrative. It's important to note that in market penetration the size of the target market is fixed or it's unchanged. This is markedly different when the strategy used is market development which is the next strategy that we'll be discussing. The second growth strategy that we're going to discuss is called the market development strategy or the market expansion strategy. This simply means a strategy that allows you to expand your market outside of the current market that you have. So let's say my market was Tembisa. Now I can expand my market to Tembisa and Alexandra and other townships in Gauteng. This kind of model, this market expansion model, is usually used for businesses that are having problems finding a solid footing in the current market that they're in. When they're faced with the stiff competition and they feel like they're not really succeeding or making the kind of impact they want, they're forced to look in greener pastures, they're forced to look elsewhere, and that's where the market expansion strategy comes in. There's also the possibility that uh, product reassessment reveals a new usage for the product, which will take it beyond the current market that it's in. For example, a product initially developed for health and wellness purposes is discovered to be effective as a skincare product as well. This means that the producer of the product will no longer be limited to the health conscious market, but it can also branch out into a new market, which would be Uh, for beauty products, so they branch out into the market for beauty products, which allows them to get more customers who might not have been buying their product before. In this scenario, there is no new product, but there is a new market, and this is very important to note. And it is this new market that the business will be able to gain more market share, more sales, and more profits from. So this strategy is really working for the kind of business that isn't really doing well in what they say they do or isn't really doing well where they are. So they try to find customers somewhere else or they try to find new uses for their products. And thus, by doing that, they get new customers who they might not have gotten, who are outside of the customers that they already have. This is often to see how businesses undertake expansion to new geographical markets such as other states, regions, countries. Possibly the most recognizable practice of this growth strategy is by adopting the franchise model, which is how Walmart, Subway, The Body Shop, McDonald's grew. In order to successfully implement a product expansion strategy. A small business must be capable of quick response to market changes that call for changes in the product. So when you have to think about the statement that I just made, that a business has to be capable of quick response to market changes that call for changes on the product, it means that you need to have the money, the human capital and the infrastructure to respond to changes in the market as quickly as possible. This strategy will not work if the business is unable to think up solutions really quickly because by the time that they are able to come up with a solution to cope with a change in the market, another change would have already cropped up. And that's why the phone market is such a brilliant example of how product expansion is used to gain a new market, or to gain a bigger market. There are so many different kinds of growth strategies that small businesses can adopt in their businesses. It's important to implement growth strategies into your business because you're not in business to make the same kind of profit that you've been making last month or last year. You want to continuously grow. And the only way you can do that is by growing your business. Without growing your business in some way or another, you can't increase your profits, you can't make more money, you can't change the face of your business and allow it to do more. And that's why growth strategies are important. And also, if we're going to touch on the South African entrepreneurial landscape, then growth strategies are important because we don't we want to break the chain of dying poor. We want to be able to build businesses that we can build and that our children can build and that our great grandchildren can build. So growth strategies allow you to have a legacy. They allow you to have a company that feeds your entire family. And they allow you to become, over time, a big player in the market and a big contributor to communities. And I think that's what a lot of real entrepreneurs are striving for. The legacy of creating impact for themselves, their families, and their community. We have reached the end of this episode. Follow me on social media at Lebu underscore lion1, at L E B O underscore L I O N, the number one, on Twitter, and at Lebu underscore lion on Instagram for more marketing insights and passionate conversations about the African business landscape. If you would like to send me articles, have queries, or just want to share your thoughts, you can drop me an email on lebulionclub at gmail.com L-E-B-O-L-I-O-N-C-L-U-B at gmail.com Thank you for your constant support and encouragement. These conversations would not be possible without them. Until we meet again next week, keep working hard, keep breaking boundaries, and most importantly, enjoy the hustle. I'm your host, Lion, signing out. See you on the other side of success.